There was a point in time in life where I had over $250,000 worth of debt. And I had to figure out a way to take care of it. I feel like I've checked out every single program out there that promises you how to get out of debt, how to stay out of debt, the quickest ways to pay off debt, and how to even get out of debt next month. But I'm telling you this, in all of the years of working towards getting debt-free and all of the clients that I've worked with and helped them get debt-free, there are only two ways that can actually accomplish that. Hey there, and welcome to the Investing Well podcast. I'm your host, Liz Sheik, but you can call me Liz. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. My husband and I, we've climbed ourselves out of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt and now are living completely debt-free. Accomplishing this wasn't easy by any means. We've made some really wise choices and we've certainly made some that we are less proud of. However, standing on this side of financial freedom, I'm here to tell you that it is possible and I'm here to show you how to do it with your God-given talents. All the while investing in what matters most, your health, family, and community. So go ahead, grab your coffee and your noise-canceling AirPods and let's get going. We have some investing to do. Hey there, and welcome to the Investing Well podcast. I'm your host, Liz Sheik, and I am just happy that you are here with me today. And today we are going to be talking about the only way to get out of debt. Now, before you turn off this podcast and think I am crazy, hear me out. There are a lot of promises out there promising you ways out of debt, how to get out of debt quickly, how to do t- tricks and tips to break the debt cycle. But there are only two ways to get out of debt in life. Now, before I let you in on that, if you don't know me, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. My husband and I have climbed ourselves out of $250,000 worth of non-mortgage debt. We know a thing or two about becoming debt-free. In the process of getting out of debt, We also generated simultaneously several hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of investments, as well as through that process, have a net worth well over a million dollars. I've looked at every tip, every trick, every shiny thing out there that says, hey, you can get out of debt quickly. But in my experience, in my life, helping other people and watching other people get out of debt. The only two ways out of debt is that one, you live within your means and two, you make more money. Now, the people who get out of debt the quickest do a combination of the both. Now, what does it mean to live within your means? It is simply living within how much you make that you do not have to swipe a credit card at the end of the month or before the end of the month to pay for something, that you organize your bills in such a way that you have money coming into your life and the money going out of your life does not exceed the money that came in. Now, I understand that this can be tricky. I've worked with a lot of people who maybe they get paid on the 1st and the 15th, but all their bills come out between the 1st and the 14th. 
So yes, there is some maneuvering that you may have to do in order to get your bills to come out according to when you get payments. However, I believe that as you start to live within your means, you will be able to start pre-funding the month ahead of you. My husband and I pre-funded the months ahead of us. It took us about a quarter of our year to do that when we decided we were going to pre-fund our month. And once we got to a point where we could fully pre-fund a month ahead, we never overspent within that month because that meant one of two things. Either we were going to have to take out of the next month or we were going to have to put it on debt. And after climbing out of $250,000 worth of debt, debt is not the option we wanted. We knew how it felt. We didn't like having to constantly owe something. We didn't like to have a call from a creditor. We did not like to see those bills in the mail. And so when we pre-funded our month ahead, we just made a decision that we were not going to live outside of those means. And although we live in such a way that we do have financial freedom in our life, every single week we still take account of what's coming in and what we've agreed is going out. And we stay within the amount that we've agreed on. And so if you know you're living outside your means, but you're not exactly sure exactly where all the money's going, this is what I suggest. I suggest that you go to your bank account and your credit card statements and anywhere that you have paid something on. And I want you to print the last three months of those statements. Three months is gonna give us a pretty good idea. We're gonna average those three months together. You're gonna be able to look at where you spent and I want you to categorize everything from your housing to your transportation, gas, food, excess spending, electricity. I want you to label everything. And when you total up the three months, you're going to average it out by three. And this is what you want average spent, okay? Because we want to look at what we've been doing because our past behaviors will often predict our future performance. So we want to look back at what we've done and we can predict what your future actions are going to look like if you choose to do nothing. And then what we're going to notice by looking at those last three months is where do you typically spend your money? You may have some months where you spend more money at Target than other months. Maybe you spend more money on food in certain months than you have on others. Maybe one of those months included a big trip. However, when we look back at those three months, we live our lives in such a way that trips are going to happen, holidays are going to happen, and often they happen within three-month increments. So we can look back at what we've done and look at, hey, in each of these categories, where do I typically spend? And then you're going to compare it to what you bring in. And we're going to see how far off those two numbers are. Now, the areas that we see most people overspending on are the big four areas, housing, food, transportation, and just because. The just because category is sometimes hard to categorize. These could be random trips of unplanned for expenses. I often tell people, if you have to justify why you bought something, it's probably because it belongs in the just because. If you don't know why you spent it, it also belongs in the just because. These are going to be the four areas we're really going to take a look at and see how we can trim those down. When I help people look at living within their means, 
a lot of people start to get nervous because they feel like they're already living so tightly. And I fully understand that feeling because we often live to the lifestyle of our income. And for many people, we live larger. We get accustomed to living larger than our income. And I call this the garage syndrome. Remember back whenever you were in like college and you didn't have a garage of your own, but yet you accumulated a lot of stuff. And so you move from your college dorm into your first house. Maybe your first house has a one car garage and you think, wow, like I have so much room. Well, fast forward two years down the road, your garage is filled with boxes of stuff that you've collected. And you're like, wow, I need to upgrade my house. I'm going to move into a two car garage. I'm going to get rid of all this stuff in my one car garage. You move to your second house and you're moving in and all that stuff goes into the garage. And lo and behold, before you know it, now instead of just a one car garage being filled up, your second car garage is filled up. And this is how we tend to live our lifestyles is with this lifestyle creep to where we allow ourselves to start living in such a way that we feel like we cannot consolidate what we're spending. When in reality, we probably can. If we really look at those big four areas and we ask ourselves, hey, did I need this in my life? We can often figure out whether we spent it because we wanted it or if we spent it because we needed it. Let me be very clear. There's nothing wrong with spending money on things you want. However, when you are in debt, if your goal is to get out of debt, you are going to have to make sacrifices which means that you may not be able to spend on everything you want to do. But just because you can't have it right now doesn't mean you can't have it later in the future. It's just that you have to decide for yourself which is more important, becoming debt-free or having that thing right now. Now, having the thing right now, this is where people make a mistake, is it's often just one little thing. And they can justify the one little thing. But as they continue to justify the one little thing, they continue to make that a habit in their life. Let's look at working out as that an example. And if I eat a little piece of candy just because I want it today, it's not really going to hurt my overall diet plan. But if I continue to eat a little piece of candy today and a little bit more tomorrow, and I justify it one more day, before I know it, within my week and within my month, I've added up my calories that the deficit that I had in my life from working out has been consumed by teeny tiny little pieces of chocolate little teeny tiny pieces of candy. And that's how debt works in our life. We justify a little teeny tiny here and a little teeny tiny here. And what ends up happening is all of those little teeny tiny bills ends up adding up. A lot of times when I even go through this, I still look at my bank account and do an inventory. Every week we do an inventory. And it's still so surprising how much the little things add up in life. And so as we work to live within our means, we want to take inventory of all the little things we're, we're doing, whether it's adding a couple extra items here and there from the grocery store, whether it's our target run, we add a few extra things from the dollar section. And before we know it, we went in for $30 worth of items and we've come out with $100 worth of items. And so it's in those moments that those extra charges just continue to add up, add up, add up in our life. It, it feels weird because it doesn't feel like you can reduce it anymore. And it's because the things of value you're buying and the things that you're wasting money on, the debt, the excess that the money's going to, isn't of substantial value. 
You see, because in those moments, you went in for the need, the $30 worth of the need, but you came out with $100. And so in your mind, your mind thinks, oh, well, I went there because I needed those items, but it doesn't differentiate what you needed that you purchased and all the extra things that you tossed in your cart. It feels like you're still living at your max, when in reality, there's probably a lot less you can live on. Now, as you are starting to cut from your expenditures, if you find that in a month, you are easily spending a thousand more dollars or possibly even more than that, more than you make, and it just keeps adding and adding and adding, there's a few things that I want you to look at is how do we significantly cut in our life? And if, if there's not a way within those big fours to significantly cut, then the thing I would have you do is cut a little in each of the areas. It's like when you first start a diet, the reason so many fad diets don't work is because they want you to stop eating all bread, don't consume any sugar, only drink water, you know, run 10 miles a day. It, like it gets so exhausting, but you might make it a day or two but then you fall right off the van wagon. And I don't want you, as you are working your way out of debt, to fall off the bandwagon. What I want you to do is to make incremental changes that even if it took you three months to get to a point where you're living within your means, each month you're adding less and less debt. I would rather see somebody make progress and still add to their debt, but spend less than try and cut everything out and two months from now, be right back to living the old lifestyle they lived and never get out of debt. It's better to do it in incremental steps and have success than try and have this big aha reveal that takes two months. And that's not the reality for most people. Unless you are going to sell a house, sell a car, wipe away debt, most people don't have the ability to just pay off all their debt in a month or two. It often takes time. So that's why there's two ways. One is living within your means. The second is to make more money. Now, I also don't know exactly where you are in, in how you make money. However, there's two ways to make additional money. And again, we talked about when you get out of debt, one of the main principles is that there's gonna be sacrifice. So you may end up working more than you would like to work. But if you do that, it'll only be for a season. Or you may even decide to start the business you're super passionate about. And as that business grows, as it makes money, you're able to pay off debt and you're building the business that you ultimately want to have in the future. So that's a win-win. So there's two ways to make money. One is acute. Acute ways of income are immediate ways. There are ways that you can make money immediately. This would be trading time for money. This could be getting another job, putting in more hours. This could be babysitting people's kids. This could be a lot of different options, but it trades your immediate time for money. Now, there are also chronic ways to make more money. A chronic way is a more long-term way. It may start making you money relatively soon, but maybe it makes a little bit of money, but it grows over time, kind of like the business idea I was just discussing. Maybe you create a business. Maybe you create your own digital assets. Maybe you become an affiliate or a business 
partner for a product that you love or a company that you believe in. And so you may start off putting in time and you see a little bit of money up front, but as you are consistent over time, that income grows. There's not a right or wrong way to make more money. But if you want to get out of debt quickest, you're going to have to do something different than what you're doing right now. And so for some, you know that you can pretty much get out of all the debt you have just by tweaking things in your life and living within your means. There's others who know, hey, I need to live within my means, but I also need to make more money. The beauty of doing both of the things at the same time is you get out of debt quicker but you also create an additional income stream for yourself so that when you're out of, you can continue to invest in other vehicles that are going to generate wealth for your future. The one thing I tell people that I think is really wise advice, it's something that we did personally, is that when you go to live within your means, I highly suggest that if you have a traditional nine to five job and you are working for a company who has the option that you can put into a 401k, or even if you don't have a traditional job, put into your Roth IRA or an IRA, right? A tax-advantaged investment account. My suggestion is you do that while you're paying off debt. Here's the thing. Many people do not invest in their 401k. And so the money that they see in their account is what they live off of. This is the garage syndrome. You will fill up you will use all the money that you see. But if you don't see it, you won't use it. As you're learning to live within your means, go ahead and learn to live within your means while investing at your max. And this is why. It's already gonna feel like a squeeze when you start living within your means. It's already going to be hard as you start to generate other income. It's, it's gonna be work to get out of debt. However, if you are investing in your basic tax-advantaged investment accounts while you're getting out of debt, then something amazing is going to happen. Every day that you are working hard to live within your means and to make more money, your tax-advantaged accounts are working for you. Behind your back, behind closed doors where you can't touch it, your investments will be growing. And there will come a day in which you pay off that last account and you will be able to walk inside and look at your investment accounts. And while you worked hard this entire time paying off debt, your investment accounts were growing. So it's not like you paid off debt and then now you're on this uphill climb to continue to invest. It's not, it doesn't work like that. You've invested this entire time. So as you worked hard to push all of that debt down in a way, you have now grown your investments along the way. It's one thing to simply say, I want to get out of debt. It's another thing to say, not only do I want to get out of debt, but I want to build wealth. And while you're already sacrificing, you will start to see the fruits of your labor if you invest in your investment accounts right now. So as we finish up this podcast today, if you do not already have investment accounts, if you do not already have a 401k or a Roth IRA, I would highly encourage you to go talk to an HR department, talk to a tax advisor. If you don't know where to start, you could call some somebody like Fidelity or there's other big brokerage accounts, Merrill Lynch, and 
just ask to speak to somebody. You can start with your bank to say, how do I start opening up one of these accounts so that as you get out of debt, those accounts will be growing for you and you won't just arrive debt-free one day, but you will arrive not only debt-free, but well-invested. And then at that point in time, we are already leaps and bounds moving fast towards financial security in your life. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to take a minute and just say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investing Well. My hope and prayer is that each of these episodes will bless you and leave you with practical steps, not only to creating financial freedom in your life, but tactical actions to help you build and invest in the life of your dreams, the life I know you deserve. I would love for you to join us over in our free Facebook community called the Investing Well Podcast Community. That's where we want to connect you to other like-minded people who are investing well in their lives and continue these conversations. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more people on their investing journey. We truly appreciate your support and stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, Happy investing.